Hello, Podcasters, and welcome to episode 61. In this supersized episode of Podcasters, we try to recap the D23 Expo from this past weekend. Unfortunately, Mario was unable to join us this week, but my wife does jump in for a little bit of the conversation and she tells us about her experience during the Expo. And we also have a couple of our friends slash listeners give us their thoughts when they left us a couple of messages recapping some of the panels that they attended that we were unable to attend. Um, that's it. I'm going to keep this short because it's really a long episode. So if you want to find out more about us, remember to head over to podcasters.com. There we will be posting some pictures and some more information about the announcements and everything that happened at D23 this past week. Remember, you can also find out more information about this episode and other episodes over at Podcasters.com. If you want to find us on social media, we are at Facebook.com slash We are at Podcasters on Instagram, Twitter, and Periscope. And that's it. We hope you guys enjoy episode 61 of Podcasters. This is our podcast. It's about three guys that love Disney, technology, art, and food. This is Podcasters. Yeah, it's been brutal, man. The I mean, we were lucky, obviously, because we were at the expo. Oh, was that air conditioned? It was. It was on Friday. It took a while to kick on. We walked Why? in. I don't know. I mean, it's a big building. I don't know if they turned it on late or something, but we ended up walking downstairs into Hall E, I guess is what they call it. Uh Hall E totally looks like a basement. Yeah. Okay. And the reason we went down there was because they were trying to split up the the people that were trying to show up to go see the Legends panel, which is what we were standing in line for, Mm -hmm. and then the rest of the expo. So our day started off with us showing up pretty early getting in line and we met up with friends in the parking lot and we walked over we were standing in line with them and uh while we were standing there we just kept wondering like wait a second isn't there supposed to be like a gold and silver uh, member line for d23 general admission line a sorcerer line which is probably already inside because they're sorcerer level they get right they get better perks you so know? there is no line for them they're just they just they're go prob- in. yeah they probably just yeah. walked inside they got coffee and donuts inside <laughs> for them or something uh and and we're outside we're waiting it's starting to get hot you mm. know some people are in full costume what time is it right now at this point, it's like 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm happy you mentioned that. I saw people and pictures you took in costumes. Yeah. What, what is were. it, like a 115 that day or something? Oh, man. It's brutal. You know, if you were inside the convention center and you were in full cosplay or... I mean, Disney bounding is different because you're in regular clothes for the most part. You know, but you're I've just seen in guys in colors. Tuxes but and suits. This and... was, I mean, these people were in full blown cosplay right. outfits, you know. So some of them you could tell were just overheating. And good for them, but man, I couldn't do it. Yeah, not, it, not it with this insane. weather. It was insane. Yeah. So we're outside, we're standing there, mm-hmm. and we weren't told that there were separate lines for the legends or anything like that. Now we did see that people started lining up the day before. Get out around, of here. Yeah, like 7 Thursday? p.m. Like Thursday, yeah, like 7 p.m. People were wow. already lining up for Legends. We That's nuts. We got there and we thought, you know, we don't. I don't think we have anything to worry about because we paid extra to be 
you know, gold member level and stuff like that so that we can get... Oh, you get, did? Yeah, yeah, oh, so that we can cool. get access, early access. And we even paid for early admission, mm. you know, so that we can be in an hour earlier. I'm happy you didn't tell me you lined up Thursday. I would have been quite upset with you, though. Well, I would have been upset with myself considering I still ended up seeing the panel. <laughs> I would have been upset with yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did stand in line for, for quite a bit, only to be told when we finally walked through the front door of the convention center. We were scanning our badges, and a girl says, If you guys are going into the convention, go ahead and stay to your right. If you guys are coming to see the Legends panel, you're in the wrong line. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> where 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 do we go? She's like, come see me if you're gonna see the Legends panel. So I'm like, oh my god, we, we just stood in line for like an hour and a half, two hours for nothing. As you're getting a suntan. So, well, we were kind of we we were at the breaking point of the sun. Oh, so good, good, we good, were good. still in the shade at that point, but yeah. it was still humid and it was just mm. nasty. Yeah. So we walk over to this girl, and I don't know if she was trying to be funny or if this was actually what was supposed to happen. Okay. She says, okay, if you're here for Legends, you have to go all the way down to the convention center at the end. You're going to see Hall E outside. <laughs> Walk in, and you're going to tell them that the password is mana mana. <laughs> the password is what? I love the it. The password is mana mana. I love it. Now, they're not letting anybody else in, so you have to give them the password. And if they doubt you, tell them Megan sent you, or yeah. I forgot her name, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, God, I hope the 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 guy who let you in reply with, that would have been fantastic. <laughs> Here's what actually happened. All right, go ahead. We walk over to Hall E. I ask the first person, uh, "We're here for the Legends panel." No, it's closed. We're not letting anybody else in. No, but I know the password. <laughs> the what? <laughs> I know the password. Okay, I'm not allowed to let anybody in. You can go to that door over there. You can look for somebody that has a D23 shirt. Uh -huh. Maybe they can help you. I guess this person was just like security. Right. I'm like, okay, that was weird. I walk over to the other person. Oh, so you didn't even try the Manamana with this guy? No. Oh. No. So I figured, okay, he, he's not in in the in like, crowd, <laughs> right? So I'm like, all right, cool. So I walk over, and I'm like, <clears throat> I'm here to see the Legends panel. Uh-huh. I know the password. <laughs> The what? <laughs> I know the password. I love this lady who sent you there. <laughs> um, you don't need a password. I just need to scan your pass. <laughs> Boop. Please walk right through there. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. I really wanted to say monomino. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we ended up walking in. There was no doo doo. <laughs> there was nothing. Uh, I was I was a little heartbroken, <sighs> but we were inside. Good. There was three sections, and there was, like, a left section, right, and middle section, because that's how they split it up. Uh, this year, they did something really different. Uh, for the people that have attended D23 in the past, you might remember that they did everything in the huge, like, theater-type thing that they have. This time, they had smaller halls with, like, 4,000 seats. Wow. And it was more to allow a lot more people to see. That sounds like a lot, man. And yet, it's still not enough. <laughs> um, I can only it's imagine. It's still not enough. But it was really good because they, they had all these seats for a lot of the shows, mm -hmm. and it made it really easy, for the most part, to try to find a seat in most of these panels that you wanted to see. Mm -hmm. uh, we lucked out 
so much for that panel because when we walked in with our original line, we ended up in the middle section towards the back. And my whole thing was I wanted an aisle seat because I wanted to You're be not able on to a plane, stand dude. up. Well, I wanted to be able to stand up and get pictures without having to bother the people on oh, the sides of me. Makes sense. I was just trying to be nice because yeah. I was going to be standing up with mm-hmm. the camera a lot to get pictures. I figured that if I at least had an aisle seat, yeah. it would just be easy for me to stand up and not really bug anybody else, right? Makes sense. So I asked one of the people that was uh, you know, running the the thing there. I said, "Do you mind if I, you know, move towards the seats back there, you know, before it starts?" said oh no you know that that area we're not allowed to get anybody we're still letting people in it's gonna fill up we can't move you did you say manamana i should have <laughs> right <laughs> maybe it would have worked maybe that's when i had to Dude, say it. maybe that's when i had to that say that was it. your moment so uh i'm like <laughs> you threw me off Sorry. i'm like thinking like man why didn't i try that uh but it, it wouldn't have mattered and i'll tell you why okay so i'm, I'm standing there and i I'm sitting in like the fourth seat down in the row, like the last row, but like four seats down. Sounds good for you if you don't want to bother anyone. Yeah. Well, I I looked at the seat at the end and Mm. I asked the lady that was sitting there, you know, do you mind if I sit there so that I can, you know, get pictures? And here's the deal. Lynette says that she wasn't, she wasn't, you know, saying it the way that I heard her say it. But it sounded like she kind of sassed me, and she's like, then I won't be able to see. Oh. And I'm like. I thought she was going to flirt with you or something. No, no. Like, <laughs> she was, like, it sounded like she was being kind of mean, and maybe it's just because oh. at that moment I was, like, like mini freaking out about, uh-huh. you know, bugging the people around me. So I don't, I don't blame you. Yeah. So Lynette's like, no, you know, she wasn't mean about it. It sounded mean to me, and mm. I just let it go. I was like, whatever. Okay, I'm not even going to bother with this anymore. Okay, do you remember exactly what she said? That's what I remember her saying. And that's why I remember she was like kind of like, nah, that won't be able to see. You know, but. <laughs> she literally did say that. <laughs> no, that's what she said. Oh my God. But the way that she said it is yeah. what sounded mean to me. Gotcha. And like if she would like, uh, whatever, because m- my wife is short, you know, she runs into that problem a lot. Uh-huh. And so I think she approached it as I totally get what she's saying. Uh, okay. And I was approaching it as like, all right, relax, you know, I just asked you for a seat. So I let I, I left that alone, and I that's when I asked the cast member if I can move to the back. They said that they couldn't because they were putting people inside. Mm. That cast member went away, and I asked another one that took their place. Oh. They told me the same thing, and I thought, okay, well, I guess they're just putting people in. That's fine. Yeah. About 10 minutes later, the first one that I talked to walks over to me and they're like, hey, um, we're not letting anybody else in already. We've already filled it up. They're about to start. Would you like to sit back there? I, I would love to. Because Perfect. now I'm like right smack in the middle. Good. But like towards the back, I'm not affecting anybody. I can like get on the chair on my knee and like stand up and take pictures. And I, I, it was perfect. But I was all the way in the back. That was the caveat, which was fine. All of a sudden, I see somebody up towards the front, like, signal with their hands, like, the number two, and then that signal of, you know, come here. Number two, come, come here. Two, come here. Uh-huh. And I see one of the cast members, like, ten feet away from me, wave to them, say yes, and then turn around towards us. And so I leaned over to the cast member. I'm like, I'm sorry, are you are you guys trying to fill up the seats in the front? She's like, yeah, how many are in your party? Huh said we just have to 
perfect. Come with me. No way. Yeah. Oh, yes. Wow. So now I'm like walking <laughs> up into like that front section and we're 10 rows behind the stage, <laughs> like close to the middle. Like some of those, like you saw the shots on my Instagram. Yeah. Account. You were right there. Yeah. Like I could smell Susan Lucci's perfume. <laughs> okay. Uh, that you were towards, very close towards the end. I got sweat on by a very special guest. Uh, I'm never washing that shirt again. Uh, I'm kidding. What? I'm kidding. What are you talking about? The point is I was close. Who? The point is I was close. To whom? Okay, so let me tell you about the Legends panel. All right. So Wait, I did that I lady in the of... back who was rude to you, did she go, sit down, Eclipse? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, she didn't. You know she, she was, was pretty jealous. Far back. You know she was jealous. I don't think she even cared. Uh, I don't think she even cared. But anyway, so the Legends panel was fantastic. Uh, I was really excited because last D23 Expo, I wanted to go because I wanted to see Steve Jobs inducted. And this is last time. This was last time, mm-hmm. yeah. I was pretty heartbroken because I didn't get a chance to see it. And uh, for this one, we knew that you didn't need a stage pass. You just had to line up. We knew for certain because the D23 app was was really good, and it really kind of helped us plan oh, everything that we wanted to do. Good, good. So... Uh, whoever decided that there had to be like a D23 app, two thumbs up. Kudos. Three if I could give it to you. <laughs> Four definitely, at least for me and Javier because I'm borrowing his thumbs. <laughs> it, the app was just awesome. I hope they bring that back. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more about the app uh, in a little bit. But So we stood in line. We got up to that front. I was really close, and I, I was able to enjoy the entire ceremony, which I was just psyched about. I love when Disney takes time to honor you know, these people that have made such a contribution to the company. And, and to be p- honest with you, I think they deserve it. They really I, do. I do. I do, too. They need that spotlight and to feel, you know, that appreciated. I don't, I don't think they need the spotlight to feel appreciated necessarily. I just like the fact that they appreciate the fact that they've done so much for them. Okay. You know, because we've talked a lot about, uh, like, how artists and Imagineers and stuff like that, they do a lot of stuff in the background that nobody ever hears about. Right. You know, but they contribute so much to the company. They contribute so much to the culture, mm-hmm. uh, the just the Disney company in general. You know, when you think about a movie like like Sleeping Beauty, for instance. Mm-hmm. Sleeping Beauty was one of those was one of those movies that just it made such a difference in so many artists' lives because of the background paintings and stuff like that. Most people that aren't like Disney nerds mm-hmm. will ever know or even want to know that a guy named Ivan Earl created that. Right. You see what I mean? Yes. But if you're in the culture and you understand where it comes from, you nerd out over that stuff. And the fact that they're being recognized for that work is fantastic. Right. You know? Yeah, because I probably never would have heard his name. But see, it's it's the great thing about the the Legend Award is that it's not even just the artists or the Imagineers. Three of the other honorees that that were given the award were George Lucas, Susan Lucci, and Danny Elfman, okay. you know, am- among the group. And George Lucas has contributed so much to pop culture, you know, with Star Wars and the lands that he created. Yes. It's, it's a cultural phenomenon. It's, you know, we're going to talk about it in a bit, but it's getting its own land now yeah. at Disneyland. That's nuts. You know, and it, it is nuts yeah. considering, you know, what else could have gone there. More Disney stuff, and it's going to get a Star Wars land. Yeah. See? The fact that Disney now owns Lucasfilm, 
and the fact that they're giving him a legend award just kind of solidifies that the disney company appreciates everything that went into the creation of that you Mm -hmm. see what i mean absolutely danny elfman same thing like danny elfman wasn't an animator or an imagineer but think of all the stuff that he's contributed to disney movies all the scores that he's composed for the nightmare before christmas and alice in wonderland the upcoming through the looking glass movie uh, he's done other things too. I mean, he did the Simpsons theme song. He did the theme song no for way. Desperate Housewives. Like, really? Yeah, like he's done so much Dude. that people hear all the time. Yeah, but you'll never know. Like most people will never know that it was Danny Elfman. All right. You see, unless you're in the culture. Mm-hmm. And then like someone like Susan Lucci, like again, never an animator, never an Imagineer. But when you think of the fact that she was on All My Children and played the exact same character for four decades mm-hmm. until the show ended yeah who else plays the same character for over 40 years i cannot think of another nobody mm-hmm. you see so she's being recognized obviously because she's part of the abc network she was all my children was part of abc for all that time and she basically ran the course of the show so I can see why they would honor her because it's that's legendary status. <laughs> you see what I mean? Absolutely. Kind of, that's why I love the Legends Awards. It's not just limited to you know the Imagineers, the animators, and stuff. It's really anyone who's impacted the Disney company in one form or another. Hmm. So, did you leave um, after that? That's all you wanted to see, right? <laughs> no, that's not all I wanted to see. <laughs> But I, it was the major thing that I wanted to yeah, see, and yeah. I kind of felt that if it was the only thing that I got to do this this expo, mm-hmm. I would have been happy. Uh, thankfully, it wasn't the only thing that I got to do this expo, but uh, it was great. I mean, it was emotional. It was uh, really funny at times. The speeches were really heartfelt. Uh, Andreas Deja, who's an animator, uh, had a really good speech. Where at the end, he was talking about how uh, a young girl came up to him at one point and basically said, you know, thank you for animating my childhood. Aww. You know, and he got a little emotional just kind of thinking about it. Yeah. And then everybody else just kind of got emotional just watching him and stuff. And I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> this is going to be rough. This is going to be rough. I would have been laughing. So, <laughs> no, it would have gotten you. You think so? I think so. You would have fallen for this, too. <laughs> And and then they started doing they always do kind of a remembrance of all the people that have, you know, left us in, in the last since the last legend ceremony and uh Frank Gifford was a part of that since he just passed away a couple oh, right. weeks ago and mm-hmm. he was part of, you know, uh Monday Night Football for so long. Mm-hmm. He was kind of a legend, you know, for all of what Absolutely. he did. Absolutely. Uh and of course Robin Williams came up. No way. Yeah, That's Robin good. Williams came up and, I'm happy that came up. Uh, they did do a remembrance for him. Then a they lot of played, genie stuff or what? They did. They played the whole, you know, genie par when he's leaving Aladdin. And mm. they just kind of dissipated into pixie dust and kind of went up into the sky. And then there was a genie face formed in stars looking down on Earth. And I was like, why? Why are you guys doing this to me right now? Uh, they played some clips of Robin Williams. And then they had Neo appear do a special guest uh, performance neo. and sing friend like me uh neo the the pop artist oh 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 yeah he came out and he sang friend like me ah uh, so i thought I, uh, you said neo I, I thought of michael jackson 
No, that's Captain EO. <laughs> no, Captain EO. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry, everybody. So, uh, so he came out and he performed that. We we heard a performance uh, shortly after that that segment of the Oogie Boogie song right uh, before they gave uh, Danny Elfman his uh, Disney Legend Award. Okay. And it was performed by James Monroe. Eagleheart, I believe is how you say that. Who's his that? last name? He's the guy that plays the genie on Broadway. Oh, I like him. Yeah, he's he's got a really good voice. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it was so amazing. I can actually hear, hear his it. voice. He it and just he fits can, so beautifully. Yeah. It's so beautiful. He doesn't actually do the voice for Oogie Boogie, does he? No, 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 no. But he did such a good job with the song. Uh-huh. Uh there was it was a really great rendition and in the background, you know, they kinda had like a Christmas tree with like ornaments with nine before Christmas and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, there was a couple of other performances. Um, there was some people there from Dancing with the Stars and stuff like that that did a dance. And there was another musical number. After that, um, one of the other highlights, at least for me, uh, one of the other highlights was that uh, Richard Sherman came out with oh. Ashley Brown. Oh, I would have loved to see him. Greatest football player ever. Dude, we went through this already. <laughs> Richard Sherman, the composer. Uh, the only Sherman that matters. <laughs> <laughs> we went through this already. Richard Sherman matters to me. The composer, right? The football player. Oh, Get out. <laughs> Just go home. Just go home. Go see her. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> go eat. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Richard Sherman comes out. Mm-hmm. And he starts talking about Walt and, you know, the music and all that stuff and how, you know, it's really effective. He, he does this whole speech about music. Okay. And he talks about this song that he composed. He tells a little story about Walt and how he had brought some people over and how it really affected him that at the end of everything that was happening, Walt said, yeah, you know, the fireworks show that we do at Disneyland is just kind of a little kiss goodnight to everybody so that they go home happy. That's cool. And Richard Sherman was like, wow, kiss goodnight. And it stood with him all these years yeah so the the song at the end of disneyland forever the new fireworks show is called a kiss goodnight ah. that's where the title comes from and that's the inspiration for that song that's cool so richard sherman was talking about that and so he goes up to the piano and he starts playing plays a few you know bars and he starts singing a little bit sings like six or seven words and then he's like you know and he stands up again and starts talking everybody thinking like everybody's thinking he's about to start singing yeah yeah and so everybody starts laughing because he just does this little comedy act. I would have been like, come on, I want to hear you sing. I think some people may have said that. <laughs> I think I may have heard some people say that. And then they got and, kicked out. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, but he, he starts uh, talking a little bit more and then Ashley Brown comes out. Now, Ashley Brown, you might remember, she plays Mary Poppins on Broadway. Oh. She also sang Happy Birthday and she uh, sang... Feed the Birds with Richard Sherman at the 60th anniversary uh, just a few weeks ago for, for Disneyland. So she comes out and he starts playing. Well, he didn't really play. They kind of had a track for her uh, to sing to, which was kind of weird. But she sang A Kiss Goodnight oh, with okay. Richard Sherman just kind of watching her and stuff like that. It was actually really sweet. So they finished their performance and they continue giving more awards out and uh, George Lucas was what we thought was the last award of the night. You know, he comes out, R2-D2, C-3PO. Yeah. They do the whole music and yeah. everything. And they walk out on stage. And uh, Wait, he wasn't last? No, he was last. Oh, he was last. At least we thought. Oh. So, you know, he was, you know, the 
Yeah. We thought he, he was, was the big the, name. He was the big name. And yeah. Stuff. And so we're, we're people are applauding and ready to leave. Yeah, they're getting ready to leave. We're waiting for Bob Iger to come back up and tell everybody, thank you for coming. Yeah. Go home safe or whatever. Enjoy the rest of the expo. And I kind of feel like this was a missed opportunity in a way to pay. And again, I'm going to go back to Steve, but I kind of feel it was a missed opportunity for an homage to Steve Jobs because Bob Iger comes up right after George Lucas and he's all like, so we know Disney fans really like surprises. And then he turns around and walks away. That's it. That's all he said. After George Lucas leaves the the stage, that's what he says. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the lights dim, and you start hearing. It's the Undertaker. It's not the Undertaker. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know why Disney would consider giving him an an award. Wrong Hall of Fame, dude. Wrong Hall of Fame. The bell tolls. No. So uh, the the lights go out and uh, or the lights dim. See now you got me. Undertaker. <laughs> so the lights dim. You start hearing kind of clanking sounds, which sound kind of like swords fighting and stuff like that. And you see uh, a few clips of Johnny Depp. You know he was younger and stuff like that. And uh-huh. everybody starts clapping, just kind of like, oh, that's like cool. what's you going know, on. Like what's going on? Yeah. And then they see Jack Sparrow, and he says some like line from the movies, kind of like. We're about to get started, love, or something like that. I forgot what he says. Yeah. But he says his line, and people just burst it into exploded. applause. Like, all of a sudden, the room just lights what, up. What, they figured because it out? Because at that point, it just clicked. Ah. Johnny Depp's getting a legend <laughs> award. So they go through the whole vignette, and they start talking about him. And, you know, he first got his acting chops when he was in Nightmare on Elm Street and blah, blah, blah. And then on 21 Jump Street and blah, blah, blah. And in Pirates movies and in the upcoming Stranger Tides. And they do the whole, like, bio on him. Nice. So at the end, they show his name with the film and television and all that stuff. They're giving him an award. People are going nuts. Wait, and how many people hold this room? About four thousand. Oh, how so beautiful. people, so people are just going ballistic. Yeah, right? I can only imagine. So Bob Iger comes up to the stage, and here's the kicker: all of the honorees are sitting in the front row in front of the stage. Uh huh. There's no Johnny Depp. Ah. So they play this vignette, and Bob Iger comes back onto the stage, and they wheel out the the award. Yeah. And so at that point, you kind of start hearing everybody die down. Like, wait a second, does that mean Johnny Depp didn't show up? <laughs> And I heard a girl, like, a few, like, seats over. She's like, I bet you he didn't even come. Because, <laughs> you know, he's not known to, like, for making these types of appearances. He doesn't leave his island. He, he, he's got an island? <laughs> yes, he owns an <laughs> island. That's awesome. That is awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, uh, so I hear her say that, and I kind of chuckle. And mm. all of a sudden, he's all like, yeah, you know, we want to honor Johnny for all the stuff that he's doing. And I'm thinking, like, uh, he's leading towards this isn't. He's not here. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so we want to bring him out. And as soon as he says that, so where, where's he coming from? Where's he coming from? I'm thinking, is he playing with us? Yeah. Like, is he just acting? So they look over to the side, and on the on the big screens, they have, like, a curtain that opens. He walks out of the curtain. People <laughs> lost it. Like, no joke. Yeah. Like, everybody's just, like, hyperventilating around <laughs> our area, and people are getting ready to just pass out. He walks onto the stage, and it was really odd because his speech was this crazy half Johnny Depp, I'm shy, uh-huh. half Jack Sparrow <laughs> sounding drunk speech. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so the whole time it was kind of talking like this. Uh, like, why is he 
is he trying to be Jack? And then some dude yells out, Parley! What? Like, in the in the first Pirates movie, they talk about Parley. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. One, dude, one dude yells out, Parley! He's like, what, what, what was that? <laughs> He's like, that's what, 10 years ago. I, 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 I can't make out what you say. What was that? Parley! I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. So he talks about, you know, ah, oh, you know, you guys. I think he ended with, uh, I don't like the word fans. You know, you guys are my employers because I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing and act uh, silly you uh-huh. know, for all these years. So How do you know you. it was him, though? How do you know it wasn't a, it, uh, a pirate's robot? A it was one of the figure. robots. He was an animatronic. Yes. Oh, my God, the future is here. <laughs> it was him. So... <laughs> Uh, he accepted his award, took a few pictures, walked off the stage, and that was the end of the ceremony. So Bob Iger actually came up. He thanked all the fans for uh. coming, <laughs> and then it actually ended. So uh, that was the experience for that one. Did you scream like an obsessed employer? <laughs> <laughs> no, I applauded like a fan. Like a fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I... I was excited. It was it was a good surprise. That's cool. Uh, man. It was a really good surprise. I it wasn't anything anybody was expecting. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so it was really nice. Um, I'm happy you showed up. Yeah, uh, that was one of the three panels that I personally attended. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one that I ended up attending was the Pixar Shorts panel. The the Pixar Shorts panel was just amazing because was this older stuff or like upcoming stuff. It was well. They they talked about the animation, the shorts that are part of the new Blu-ray that just came out, oh. and so um, or it's about to come out. By the time this episode comes out, I, I think it's already out. Okay. Uh, and it, it's got like Frozen Fever. It's got Feast. It's got Get a Horse. Uh, Paper Man is on there. Tangled Ever After. Uh, some older stuff is on there too. One of the goofy shorts called How to Hook Up Your Home Theater where he's like mm. trying to hook up a TV and the football team like smashes him and stuff like that. I love Goofy. Um, that was like 2008, 2009, I think. Oh, that is old. Yeah. Uh, there's something called The Little Match Girl. I don't remember seeing that one. Um, a short called Lorenzo, which the director of, of that short talked about how it took about 60 years to create that short excuse me yeah uh, so the reason it took so long to create that that short because they didn't have the technology 60 years ago no no no, no. It, it wasn't even a technology thing it was the the short was created by uh, a guy named mike gabriel okay but it was actually based on an original idea by another animator by the name of joe grant Back in, like, 1949, Joe Grant had this idea for this, you know, he had this concept um, uh, for this thing called Lorenzo with this tango and stuff like that. And it happened when they were trying to put together shorts for a new Fantasia. They were going to try to do a Fantasia 3. And mm-hmm. they were going to base it on music from around the world. And, you know, they asked them, you know, can you do something for the tango? And this idea for Lorenzo came up. So it never it never came to fruition. You know, he left the company and it just never happened. But the idea of Lorenzo was always there. Hmm. So Mike Gabriel goes back and he creates this this short and uh, it gets nominated for awards and stuff. Lorenzo and, did. Yeah, Lorenzo gets no nominated way. for awards and stuff. That's cool. And so he invites Joe Grant to go see you know the award ceremony and stuff like that. And uh, unfortunately, he died 
you Get know, out at, of here. Like, soon after that. But it was one of those stories where it's like, man, it took him <sighs> over 60 years to create this short, you know, this idea that he had yeah. back in, like, 1949. And I think Mike, uh, he, he mentioned something like, yeah, you know, so if you got a dream, maybe it's just not the right time. And I'm wow. like... <laughs> I love you, man. I love you. Now, can you retell the story, but he's alive at the end? All right, go ahead. Nah, it, it's actually funny that you mentioned that because, uh, you know, they, they had representatives for, like, producers and directors and stuff for all these features. And when they were creating Feast, mm-hmm. uh, the the person involved for Feast said, uh, yeah, you know, when they when they asked him to, to direct it, he said, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, what's the story about? They said, oh, it's about this cute little dog and how he gets adopted by this family and they grow up, they love each other, and then he dies. <laughs> and then he's like, what? Like, and then he dies. He's like, oh, okay, I love it. I'll totally do it. But you got to change the ending. I'm, I'm not going to kill the dog at the end. <laughs> so it was pretty funny how it, you know. I don't, I, I've never seen Fee, so... I don't know how it ends. It's so does he, adorable. Does he die? Uh, the dog does not die in Okay. Peace, but it Good. is adorable. Okay. You have to watch it. Wait, is that a spoil um, alert that you say that he didn't die? <laughs> Oops. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I wanted to know. You know, I, I talked about Mike Gabriel, and one of the things that I didn't know was that Mike Gabriel, the guy that had created the last thing we talked about. Yeah. Uh, he created that Disney Castle animation that's at the beginning of all the, the movies no now. No way. Yeah. That's I didn't know cool. that. So it was cool to finally put a face to the creator of that particular piece because that, it's it's one. iconic. Yeah. You know, it happens for everything. Yeah. So, uh, so the, the Pixar panel was fantastic. Uh, the other thing that we ended up doing was the Once Upon a Time panel. And What's that? The TV show? The TV show uh. Once Upon a Time. And uh, Jennifer Goodwin was there, Lana Perea was there, and Josh Dallas actually showed up. They were there with the the two writers of the show, and they ended up showing the... The the, show was done by two writers? By two guys, yeah. Wow. By two guys. That's cool. I know. I'm sure that that helps in, in, in not having many conflicts with other writers. I think so. I mean, at least that's what you would hope so, because the smaller the team, obviously, you bounce around ideas and the faster you write it, Mm. you know, and I guess if you're if you're used to working with somebody, you kind of just know how you can mesh with them, Mm -hmm. you know, really well. So exactly. uh, I think it works out really well. And yeah, it's just two guys. Just two guys. So they they talked about how the last season ended, how the Blu-ray is about to come out. They showed us um, a new like special feature behind the scenes of Storybrooke and they took us on the sound stages what everything looks like there's this really cool scene about how they talk about a bathroom that's never being used but it exists on the set <laughs> so it's if you get the, the blu-ray you'll you'll get a chance you get to, to see, see the that. bathroom you get to see the bathroom <laughs> and they're like you get to see snow's bathroom which has never been in a scene before <laughs> Uh, so they, you buy the the Blu-ray to see a bathroom. Just a bathroom. Cool. Hey, bathroom. That's, that's, a, that's the only yeah. thing you would want to buy. That's a good for. attentive. Yes. So uh, they talk about the Blu-ray. They talk about the show. They talk about how last season ended with Emma becoming what Emma has become. And if you're not caught up with season four, you might want to. Hmm. Because I almost spoiled that too. <laughs> Did but, she die? And she died. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, say Hazen's spoiling something. <laughs> if you're listening to this song, Hazen's probably spoiling. <laughs> okay, no. So, 
That sounded like a cat. Yeah, a little it? bit. <laughs> Not a record scratch. Are we at back all. to Lorenzo? We're back to Lorenzo. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they they talked about the special features. They they talked to the writers for a good amount before they brought out the 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 cast, the actors, like the cast. Yeah. And really, the only two people that they brought out was Jennifer Goodwin and Lana Perea. Who do they play? Uh, Snow White and the Evil Queen. Ah. Lana Perea, I love her on the show. Mm-hmm. She's like my favorite. Who does she play? The Evil Queen. Ah. So we're, we're uh, sitting at the panel. They're talking to them. Uh, before they bring them out, they, they start asking the questions to the writers. Like, hey, uh, can you give us some spoilers? No. Can you give us this? No. Can you give us this? Maybe. Can you give us this? Maybe. And they just kept going in circles and circles, not answering anything. Uh-huh. And you could tell, like, the crowd was like, okay, guys. <laughs> so why are you here? Enough. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, why are you even here? Yeah. They're like, let's play yes, no, or maybe. Is the character this coming back? Maybe. Is this character coming back? Maybe. Are you going to answer any questions? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what it turned into. Aww. Like they just kept saying it over and over. They were just there to and, be there. And I think they meant to do it as like a bit, but uh-huh. it went on just a little too oh, long I and see. people were starting to get frustrated. Yeah. So they brought out uh Jennifer Goodwin and they brought out Lana Perea. They started talking to them and you know, they're interviewing them. They're like, you know, we should take uh in like questions from the audience and stuff. So they, they focus the, a spotlight and they give like a microphone to this guy wearing a Django Fett helmet. Interesting. And so he's trying to like, so um, uh, if you could tell me who your favorite character on the show is besides your own character, um, who would it be? Which I'm sure it sounded like, no, no, like you could, you could actually hear like what he was saying. <laughs> And so he's like, like he directs it at Jennifer, uh, at Jennifer Goodwin. Yeah. So he he asks a question, and she's like, "Oh, that's an interesting question. Uh, I would say that aside from myself, I really like Rumpelstiltskin." He takes off the mask. He's like, "What? Really? <laughs> really?" And everybody goes nuts when they realize that it's Josh Dallas. Oh, so awesome! He's like, "Really? I'm your aunt, like your husband?" And like <laughs> she's like, "Oh, is that you, Josh? Like, oh, you should come over here." And they like bring him on stage. That's funny. So you know they they do the whole kiss and make up and stuff like that, yeah. and they keep him on the panel. <laughs> uh, they played a few other games and talked about some of the episodes, who their favorite characters are, you know, mm. who they like playing. They they did some Disney things like what's your favorite ride and what's this. Uh, somebody answered. Did that you their take favorite notes? These are was, good questions for interviews. Yeah. Some no, I didn't. But uh, <laughs> one of the one of the best questions that they asked was what's your favorite ride, and the best answer was. <laughs> No, that was really his answer. Yeah, like, I believe he, it. He just kind of blanked out because they wanted like rapid fire responses, like yeah. vroom, vroom, vroom. and then now was, was that because one. he couldn't think of one, or he didn't want to name one to not offend someone? No, I think he just kind of just he he just lost it all of a sudden. What if he would have answered colossal? Well, that's funny that you said that because uh-huh. they asked him what their favorite Disney song was, like from any movie. Uh-huh. And first they asked him like like what's your favorite movie and. They didn't know if they meant like Pixar or Disney, so mm-hmm. some of them said Disney, some of them were saying Pixar, and at one point he's I would have like, accepted either either one. Well, me too, because it's yeah. all the same company now. Yeah. But they didn't know how to distinguish one of the two, and so he sings a Sherman Brothers song. Okay, but it wasn't from a Disney movie. Can you sing it? Dude, I can't even remember what song it was. <laughs> um, oh, oh, um, it's a uh, 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 there's. Um, 
Oh, jeez, what is it called? It's a song from Charlotte's Web. Charlotte's there, Web. There's something more to us. The cartoon? There must be some, yeah, 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 the movie Charlotte's Web. So um, there must be something more or something like that is, is the name of the song. But oh. uh, the Sherman Brothers wrote that song. And so he starts singing that song on stage to yeah. Jennifer Goodwin. And she's all like, yeah, great taste. It is the Sherman Brothers, so I applaud you on that. But that's from Charlotte's Web. It's not even a Disney song, so try again. <laughs> Oops. So, yeah, <laughs> it was really funny. So, uh, 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 otherwise, it was a really fun panel. Uh, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did. Okay. I'm, I'm a Once Upon a Time fan, but not like... Oh my God! Like, you know, I went to the panel because Lynette wanted to see the panel. Like, it's she's not one of the like absolutely in love with the show. It's not one of your so good. <laughs> really? <laughs> Seriously? Really? Yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah. We need to stop that. Because I really. Oh, so for everybody that says I'm doing it, like every episode, it's really heavy. <laughs> Ah, don't spoil it. Totally not me. Totally not me. <laughs> so good. Uh, no, stop. Enough. Anyway. That was Hazen, uh, by the way. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No. No, it wasn't. No. No. Uh, so, yeah, I enjoyed the panel a lot more. Um, that's really, panel-wise, that's kind of all I saw. Uh, we did see some of the exhibits, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But... Mm-hmm. Um, Everything that that I saw, uh, for most of the expo, Lynette and I just kind of split up. Uh, She knew that there were certain things that I wanted to see, and there were certain things she wanted to see. So for a good chunk of it, we were just kind of uh, apart. On Sunday, we took Noah, so she had Noah most of the day while I was trying to, you know, take pictures of some of the booths and stuff like that. Oh, I'm sure he loved it. So uh, I think her experience was a little bit different than mine, so... Um, you know, she's in the living room right now. Hold, let me let me see if I can flag her over here. Hold on a second. Come here for a second. Hey. Hello. What's up? Hi. Come on in. Can you hear us? Yes. Yeah. I can't hear you. You might you come might closer have, to the mic. You might have to get closer I'm too to the short. mic. You're too short. <laughs> see, that was that was the experience at the Legends panel. That's what I'm saying. I feel bad. Yeah. The ladies are like, I'm too short. So I was oh. telling Javier, are you okay there? Yeah, Mario's head is too big. This doesn't fit. Yeah, he's got a big head. <laughs> so make sure you just get up to the mic right there. Hi. 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 So we were talking about how at the expo we just kind of split up for a little bit. I was, t- I was telling Javier about my experience that I went to the three panels. I did, you know, Legends with you. I went to Pixar. Um uh, with Jill and her son Stephen, and then uh, we did Once Upon a Time. But what was kind of your experience of the expo for the three days that we were there? Like, what were the things that you liked? What was the stuff that you didn't like? You know, what was the general experience for you? Um, I would say that this year was a little crazy compared to the last three. There's just a lot of lines, a lot of people just trying to get in was a mess. I got to see a few things that I wanted to see, like the Shanghai exhibit. Oh, yeah, the Shanghai exhibit was awesome. Mm. The store pass deal was intense because we waited for about, was it 40 minutes or so? They got rid of the passes right away, and it was before everybody, like the regular crew got there because we got the silver pass, so we were allowed to get in about an hour earlier. That's awesome. But by the time we got in, it was like 930 
and all the store passes were pretty much gone for the ones I wanted to go to. Because mm. yesterday, which was Sunday, um, was my shopping day. That was going to be my shopping day. <laughs> that was going to be my thing. So you left them alone? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I mean, we met up for a couple things, but oh. she, she made it very clear that Sunday she wanted to make sure that she stood in the line for like Mickey's of Glendale and the Dream mm. Store. Like she she knew she wanted to try to get some of the exclusives that were happening at the expo. I didn't really care about doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean there was a couple things that I wanted. I ended up meeting her for the Mickey's of Glendale thing and I got a new Imagineering hat. Ah. But oh, and a canteen. She not a canteen. The um <laughs> What are they called those aluminum bottles uh-huh. that says uh, "Wet Imagineering" on it? Cool. So she got me one of those too, which is really cool. Um, but other than that, I I knew she just wanted to do some of the shopping, so it was easy for me to just say, "Okay, I'm gonna go do this and this panel, and you go do your shopping thing." So thank you, Lynette. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I felt like I missed out on getting the Pixar ball. Um, there's also some other Pixar things that I wanted to get. Is that, that- the picture you posted? Yes. You're like, wah. <laughs> Dude. So we're sitting there. We're, we're waiting for, for the Luxo ball. And uh, they they only gave out a few, apparently. Yeah. But we were never around. We were, like, in panels or something when they were giving them out. So uh, I walked over, and I asked, like, three different people. I was like, are you guys going to give away more of the Luxo ball? No, uh-huh. we're out. Oh. But come back later. I was like, ah, that, yeah, that means That's what no. you guys keep telling me. <laughs> They're like, no, you got to be positive. And I lay on the floor like, I'm positive. I'm not going to get one. Just drag me around the expo, Jeff. And I lifted my leg. And he's like, sure, hold on. And he snapped the picture right before. Like, oh, good. So that's you know, the picture that we ended up posting. When I first saw it, I, without reading the, the your post, I was like, does he? Or I was like, did he fall? Or does he need his shoe tied? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> it was in direct response to the whole like you gotta be positive I was like yeah positive I'm not gonna get one so so you didn't get one either yeah I didn't get one of those um I was able to do the volunteers thing I did that three times I think so I got like a little bag with it I got to do um the first one I want to say it was uh like a care package for like orphans oh um so they were putting together like toothbrushes like combs and then the one for yesterday, which was Sunday, um, we did sunflower seed or some kind of like a flower pot, oh. like kit, so they can go ahead and have like a little kit to do for mm. for fun. So it was neat. That's cool. So and then we got to see the Disneyland archives. Oh, the Disneyland so that was archives awesome. exhibit was really cool. They had a lot of really nice things. So while we were walking around, they had this really nice uh, scale model of Main Street with the original Main Street Electrical Parade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up meeting the creator of it, like the guy that actually put it together. It was so intricately detailed. Like mm. the entrance had tiny tiny posters. No way. Of like just like when you're walking into yeah, this yeah. Room. that's how detailed this thing was. That's cool. Uh it was really fantastic. They had like an old maleficent head from Fantasmic. Um everybody still wants to call it Murphy's head and um it's maleficent. So yeah. I, I know people really fight for Murphy. Anyway, <clears throat> there was a, a yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. The dragon from Fantasmic. Oh, the dragon from Fantasmic is Maleficent. Gotcha. But because so the story behind Murphy is the fact that when the dragon first started coming out, 
it used to fail a lot because right. it was still kind of in development. Yeah. And so, you know, they're like, oh, it's Murphy's Law. You know, it, so right. they started calling Murphy. the dragon Murphy. Gotcha. And it's like, come on, guys, it's not Murphy. It's Maleficent. Okay, yeah. Let's just let's keep it straight here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, there was a small exhibit with two original Musketeer outfits mm-hmm. in a glass case. And the Musketeers were going to do a panel on the second floor, right as we were going to. Like, was it two, we through the two older ladies? It wasn't two. It was like was it more? six or seven of oh, them. Oh, because I've seen, yeah. I saw posts of, of two ladies dressed up as. So, so as here's that. the thing. Here's the thing. So they're being led through the archives to see these two original costumes, like mm-hmm. the entire group that was there. And I see the group. I'm like, oh my God, I think those are the Musketeers. And I look over and I see the Disneyland tour guides, um, you know, kind of guiding them through. They went to go see it. And I'm like, hi, would you guys mind all getting together in front of the original costume to get a photograph? And they're like, we'd love to. (laughs) And they were just walking through. Like, I pulled them all together to get this photograph. Everybody crowds around and they start taking pictures. I was like, okay. All right, great. This you know, was my shot. It's like everybody, it's fine. You and know, then you like, got on the ground and put your foot up. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was it was cool. You know, I'm glad other people got the shot too. Yeah, uh, I think our friend Melissa ended up getting like a small video of them actually, you know, getting together and doing it. So it was cool. That is cool. But I think had nobody asked, they were just gonna walk through. So mm. I figured, yeah, the worst they're gonna say is no, we gotta be upstairs. Yeah. But they did it. They got cool. together. I think we were missing one in the picture. I gotta go back and look at them, but I think Cubby was missing. He was out looking at some of the other stuff. But Oh gotcha. Uh yeah, the the archives exhibit was amazing. Uh old uh pirate heads, you know, they had old uh one of the old pigs from the ride was there. Uh, they had an old Peter Pan ship on there. They had the old Yeti, mm-hmm. uh, the old bobsleds, which at that point I'm like, just bring the old ones back. Yeah. They feel more comfortable. <laughs> you know, just bring the old ones back. Uh, it was it was a really fun exhibit. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Also on Sunday, I went to stand in line for the Infinity um, characters. The, the video game? Thing? Yeah, the video game. Yeah. I was able to... It was only an hour. Hour and a half, most. What? Yeah, it was a short line. I spent six hours at E3 for those characters. No, I thought th- it was the churro line. No, <laughs> this was only about an um, hour and a half, and our son actually behaved very well. I was surprised. For we, an hour? Yes. I gave him wow. I gave him an iPhone to play with, but he, okay. he did pretty well. That's good. That was the one thing he wanted to do, and he ended up getting Disgust from Inside Out, and I got Yoda. Yeah. And he got to play as Darth Vader, and he was flying a ship, which was really cool. And he, like, knew how to play, because he's... He's pro. <laughs> well, I mean, he plays here at home. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. he was playing as um, Joy in the the um, one that we that they have for um, Inside Out. So that one's really cool. By the way, mm-hmm. as far as playing is concerned, we're not going to be able to play for a while. Why? Because our son broke the TV. He broke the TV? He broke the TV. The big screen that's out there. Yes. I don't know what was happening, but they were fighting or they were doing like, you know, they're doing brotherly things. And uh, somehow something got chucked across the room. Yeah. It hit the TV. No. And it cracked it. Uh, now, let me tell you something. Wait, did it just crack it? It cracked it. But I almost it didn't tell you. It cracked the screen. <laughs> now, here's the deal. When I found out about it, yeah, I was so mad. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, oh, my God, 
it's going to stop working. Right. When Lynette finally told me that the screen cracked, I looked at it and I saw that it's like, you know, it's spiderweb formation. Kind of like when something hits glass, it creates that weird spiderweb, right? So I turned on the TV and I looked at it and I thought, oh, it works. All right, whatever. Oh, good. So it kind of, it pacified my anger at that point, (laughs) considering like, okay, it still still works. works. It's fine. We'll deal with the crack, whatever. And I thought I would be funny by putting a spider on it. And then taking a picture and putting yeah. it on Instagram to see if anybody would get the reference. Just yeah. like, it's okay, I'll cover it with a spider. Yeah. And that stopped being funny when I turn on the TV again and the entire bottom of the screen just turned white lines. Oh, shoot. It just like it just looks like it's like a waterfall of color. Wow. And now we don't have a TV. Damn. So, anyway. There's still some left. <clears throat> But it's like half only the screen. Only half of it? Yeah. yeah. Only like, you can only see like half the top, like the top half of the screen. The bottom is just like a waterfall of white lines. Dang. So uh, needless to say, we won't be playing for a little while. So. Aww. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so the Affinity was something that I wanted to do. We got to take a video and picture of us playing um, with a lightsaber. And we got to hit <laughs> Anger on the head. What? And he would like blow up with fire. I was gonna say, I hope he got angry. Yes. Well, <laughs> I had Noah just pick scenes and the toys that we were gonna play with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was really cool. When we got to do a pose. So that was really neat. Cool. That was the. It was the same experience that they had at E3, and I was a little sad to see that some of the promotional products actually still said E3 on them. They didn't even bother reprinting them with, like, D23. Yeah. They also had the join forces at E3 hashtags, and I'm like, See, they didn't even recycle it properly. No. Oh, man. So that was a little upsetting. Yeah. But it was the exact same experience. I posted a picture in the blog post where we talked about E3 of me with, like, Baymax. It was basically the same thing. You got to choose the characters, Iron Man, Yoda... Uh, Darth Vader, Baymax, and and you got to choose like your background and what you were gonna do. Mm-hmm. I I found out that the characters don't really react to what you're doing. They just kind of do what they're supposed to do eventually. Mm. <laughs> I figured <laughs> as much really when we sad. kept we kept on hitting him in the head with a lightsaber, and he did the same thing. We did it like four times. Yeah, and he, oh. it was really sad when I found that out. But you know, it is oh. what it is. They, you gotta try to get as many people through as possible. Hey, really quick, what was this like? Almost like a driver's license picture thing you guys posted. Oh, it looked like you guys were dressed up in. Star Wars thing. What was that? We actually went to this uh, Target booth that had um, you dress up in um, Star Wars characters, and you got. I got to be Princess Leia. Noah was Darth Vader. Hazen was, was a Sith Lord. Yeah. Ah, that's what you were. I chose a red lightsaber. <laughs> oh, is that what it means? Well, n- I mean, not necessarily. I mean, it's just from what I know about the Star Wars universe is uh-huh. that. The Jedi chooses his own color. Yeah. It just so happens that most Jedis choose green, mm. and um, there's only one blue one, and I think one purple one that belongs mm. to Samuel Jackson, Mace Windu, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it is Samuel Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's uh, all I know. And um, by of the way, course, the Sith ones are always red because they just decided that they wanted a red lightsaber. So, by the way, your wife looks like Princess Leia with the headphones on, <laughs> <laughs> but with blue buns. Blue, yeah, blue buns. So, 
Anyway, so um, they got to have us take a picture, and they gave us like a personalized card and the rank that we were. So okay. I was a princess rank. Uh, Noah was Darth Vader rank, and you were a Sith rank. Sith Lord. Yeah. I want to yeah. be a princess rank. Yeah, but you I was already are, buddy. <laughs> I was kind of sketchy. There was wigs, and everybody was putting them on. So Ooh, who yeah, knows? we didn't we didn't want anything Ooh, good. having to do with you. The didn't wigs. put it on, right? Uh, I, I think put it on. Still had to oh. do it. Uh, is I, your head itching now? No, it's okay, fine. I hope not. It was, yeah. it was okay. And they gave us some posters, which are back there. Oh, which yeah. are pretty cool. Okay, I'll see them later. Yes. Um, yeah, so Sunday, I think, was the best out of the three days. Well, sort of, because Monday, what, Monday, Friday <laughs> was basically um, just the legend ceremony. Uh-huh. And everything else, I don't really remember doing too much. It was pretty much a blur. I didn't get to go to the grilled cheese truck. I was disappointed. <gasps> oh, oh they what ran, happened? They ran out of food. Get... Dude, How do you run out of food when your sole purpose is to serve food? Like How you, do you understock? That makes no sense. You don't understand. I've been stocking this truck yeah. forever. <laughs> I think I've gotten to eat from there one time. And when I found out they were going to be there, yeah. I was like, I was excited that they were going to be there. Yeah. And the fact that they ran out. I was so disappointed. I would have been too. And at that point, I was like starving, like to the point where I was about to flip. She needed her cheese. Oh, you you have no idea. We sit in that line for about 15 minutes and somebody walks over to us. They're like, you just better get out of line. They ran out of food. And we're just like, oh. why, why is he so angry? Like we didn't even pay attention. Like it didn't, it didn't process. Uh-huh. So we get closer and closer and more and more people are leaving the line and more people are saying, like, they're out of food. I'm like, this can't be true. Yeah. So we walk up to the front of the truck, and we see them with all these sandwiches on the grill and making them. I was like, how are they running out of food? I'm seeing the food in front of me. Yeah. And so I asked them, are these orders you guys are trying to fulfill, or what's going on? No, we're out of food, sir. Wow. But I found out later that they weren't out of food. It's uh-huh. just that everything was defrosting. And it was taking time. So it's not even like freshly cooked. Oh, I see. So I found out from somebody else because yeah. waiting in so many lines, you make new friends, you talk about yeah. all the stuff. So, so you went, way, so you went back. Yeah. Well, no. I I gave up like oh. after that. There was a taco stand and it was just the heat was too much. Gotcha. So we ate inside at one of the stations, but it was an hour, almost two hours. Yeah. It was like a very long line we for food. We waited close to two hours for like a hamburger. Yeah. So that was that was pretty much. This almost makes no sense. It's two hours for this, three hours for that, six hour lines. You did nothing. You did three you know, things in the whole day. Kind of. That's really kind of what it was. So. And I think on Saturday, the only thing that I really cared about doing was the Once Upon a Time panel, which was great. I had fun going there to experience like the preview, like a, like a minute preview of what's coming up. And then also um, the line just getting there. We got a stage pass, which is basically your fast pass to be able to watch the show. Cool. And we waited about like maybe about an hour, hour 20 just Goodness. to get that. And um, we had to wait like maybe two hours and before the line actually started for the show just to make sure we got there and got good seating. Wow. Which, by the way, we were right in the middle of standing in line for, uh, remember we talked about the trading cards that they were going to have? There was yeah. going to be the game you can collect all these yeah, cards. Yeah, yeah, So 
the way that they did the game this time around was they put a stack of like five or six in the back of every guide. Oh, now, nice. at the last expo, people were taking guides like, you know, drinks of water. You can go grab a stack of like 10 and people were selling them on eBay for like 25 or 30 bucks. Wow. This time around, you could only get one after you scanned your badge because they had the trading cards in the back to get you started. Mm. Now, uh, throughout the day, they would give you alerts in the D23 app saying there was another card that's coming out and, you know, go to this area for this card. And they'd give you like a little hint. We're standing in line for once upon a time. My legs are about to give out on me. What time is it night? It's... Uh, it's late in the day. Hmm. It's it's really late it was in the day four, because it was yeah it was four the last five. panel of the day. Yeah. That it was supposed to be the last hour. It started late and it ran late as well. What day is this? This Saturday. is on Saturday. So you already went through all of Friday. Yeah, all of and Friday, now you're at the end of Saturday. Saturday. Right at the end of Saturday, my legs are about to give out on me. <clears throat> We're right in the middle of, of standing in line, and all of a sudden we get the alert on the D23 app. Go to this hall, and a card will materialize. Ooh. Come on. You know exactly what's mm-hmm. happening at that point. I'm running now. I pick up my stuff. I start running down the stairs, and I start running down the escalator. You weren't crawling from the pain? I almost was. Here was the worst part. I had <laughs> yeah. been sitting. You know, like, when you're walking a lot or, like... <laughs> walking a lot. I don't know what that is. Okay, so have you ever been sitting for a really long time and then you get up and you get like a cramp? Every time at the end of our recordings, yes. Okay, so imagine <laughs> that feeling while you are trying to run. Uh, impossible. Okay, so I I get I shoot up from sitting down, yeah. grab my bag, and I'm trying to like run down the escalator. Hold on, let me get confirmation. Did he really shoot up? Yes. Really? Yes. Yeah. He, he was like Rocketeer. Dude, I wanted the Hatbox Ghost card. <laughs> You're trying to run without filling your butt. No it's joke. It's like numb. No joke. I the the trading card game was fun and all, but yeah. the only card I wanted was a Hatbox. Of Ghost. course. And everybody's like, oh, I don't know why you only want the Hatbox Ghost. It's like because it's my favorite character. Why do you want the Jose card? <laughs> you know, because he's your favorite character. Why do you want the Iron Man one? Because yeah. he's your favorite. I wanted the Hatbox Ghost one. So. I'm trying to go down the escalator, and all of a sudden, my left knee, which was already swollen, okay, I get a cramp, and it locks up. I can't bend my knee, and I'm trying to go down the escalator. Whoa. At this point, I'm like, I stop, and I'm just kind of waiting for the escalator to move (laughs) on its own, and I get off the escalator, and I can't unlock my knee. I start hitting it from the back, and it, it like, pops. Like, you know that, like, when your knee or your knuckles crack or something like that? Like, it pops. No. And it was in pain. So I'm, like, trying to sprint down to the first floor because I'm only on the second floor. We're your on knee popping floor. isn't normal. Relax. It was fine. It's not, actually, but I yeah. wanted this card. Yeah. So I'm on the second floor now, and I try to get to the other escalators, and I run down to the first floor again. And by the time I got to the first floor, I'm asking, like, where is Halsey? Where is Halsey? <laughs> They're like, go to that one. The last door is at the end. It was at the very end. Your app didn't tell you floor. where it was? It told you where, but it was it was numbered weird. So it, it wasn't really set up properly. Okay. Like, if you went one way, the numbers incremented. But on the next row, they decremented. And it wasn't like A, B, C, A1, B1, C1, D1. It uh-huh. was like... A1, and then on the other one, like, B27, C1. Like, it's like dis- a parking structure. I was like, you it was can get really lost. Strange. It's like some dyslexic person put it together. It was really strange. Yeah. Uh, but I think they meant for you to, like, go in, like, an S, like, 
try to formation, like right. an S formation as you were walking through, but it was strange. So your so anyway, knee popped back in. And so my knee pops back in, and I'm like running to the first floor, and I get there, and there's this insane crowd of people for Wait, the half all these people already part. beat you there? Oh, They're already downstairs. You have, did you see the the Instagram post that I did? The video for the half uh, Well, you 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 pan left and right. That was it. That was it. Whoa! That was the amount of people that were that was there for that card <laughs> when I showed up. Okay, so I stand in line, and we get. I get up to the front. I finally get my card. Ten bucks. You were the I only said, one out of breath. No, <laughs> no. no there was a lot. A of lot people. of people ran yeah. over there, and uh, I get up to the front. And I said, hey, the rest of my group is upstairs waiting for the Once Upon a Time panel. Here's my stage pass to prove it. Mm. Uh, I asked them, can I at least get another card for my wife? They said, no. How do we know you're not here by yourself and you're mm-hmm. just trying to get an extra card? <laughs> and I you, looked at them. I'm like, so you think my wife will let me come alone? I was like, you know what? Good point. <laughs> so uh, I said, can I stand in line again? Yeah. And they said, good luck. <laughs> so... Uh, I stood in line again. Oh, <laughs> I no. Did. So I I'm got... like texting him at this point. Come back up here. They're going <laughs> to yeah. start lining up. <laughs> she's, she's telling me, like, get back in. And uh, I'm I'm trying to, like, get another one or two of these cards because uh, uh, I know there was a couple of our friends that wanted that card oh, I'm also. sure, yeah. So uh, I got in line a couple more times, and I did get, you know, a few of them. So. Oh, you did? I just kept getting back in line. The, wow. the good thing was that the line was moving super fast. Oh, good. Because they were just like one per person, one per person. And by that third time, the security guards are like, one per person. I've seen you twice already. <laughs> and I made the mistake of going into the same area. Oh. Like, I should have just kind of gone to different yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I gave the cards to the other people that wanted it since they were waiting in line. And it, it worked out. Cool. So uh, I'm happy because I got my card. Hey, buddy. How's your leg? Uh, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. All day today, it's been kind of throbbing. Are you serious? Yeah. I don't mean to laugh, but that's funny. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. I've never it, seen it him shoot up that like that fast. Really? I it, think, so that's what, <laughs> it, it really is that what hurt you? Kind of. Yeah. I think so. Oh, man, that sucks, man. So. Your <laughs> leg, your TV, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I would say all in all, the whole experience is great. Just a little bit overwhelming because it was three days. We usually just go one day. So the first year, second year, we just went one day. Last yeah. year we did two, or the two years ago we did two days. This year it was too much all at once. Uh-huh. I couldn't experience everything that I wanted to. That's weird because I would figure it'd be, how do I say this? That's weird because I thought I would it would be less because you would have three days to experience it. I think but usually you only do it in one day. Here, no, here, here's the thing about the expo. <clears throat> the the thing that people may not know about the D23 Expo or any other expo in general is that you don't see the same things every day. Gotcha. It's not it's not like a movie theater where they have the same schedule for three days straight. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do have booths that you can visit, like the permanent booths on the first floor, like the Pixar booth where they're showing the the upcoming movies that are coming you know like the new Incredibles movie the new Cars the Good Dinosaur all that stuff that they talk about that's permanently there the panels however there are specific panels on specific days there are specific artist signings on specific days gotcha. so so they didn't Friday, do the Legends thing three times no no they just <laughs> did it one time I could because I could not see uh, Johnny Depp surprising Johnny Depp three, three times. times exactly so. <laughs> 
there's specific events that only happen Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm. So those are the ones that people line up hours for because they want to try to get a good seat because remember there's 4,000 plus seats in these giant you know halls mm-hmm. and people want to try to sit as close to the front as possible so if you are in line for four hours for one panel you're missing everything else on one day by the time you're done with that let's say you do an early one then it's lunchtime most people are already drained from standing in line maybe not eating maybe not drinking water or whatever uh, then they go get food. That's why you run into a two-hour food line. Food question. So was the grilled cheese truck not there three days? They were. We just, just, it was we too just hot outside. them at that point. Oh. It was too hot to stand <laughs> there to possibly be told that they didn't have food again. <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of the experience of an expo. Yeah. You know, and it's it's a little different when you go to an expo as a guest versus, let's say, media. Mm-hmm. We didn't go as media. We went just as regular guests of the expo. And it's hard because media gets an extra day. So they would have gone see. in They Thursday. have a media preview like Thursday and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I would love to be part of a media preview so that we can cover it, you know, for, you know, a future podcast, the website and put a blog post about all the stuff. No kidding. This time around, uh, we just had general admission passes. You know, we were gold silver yeah. for D23. And... It's, it's difficult because you have to stand in all the lines. You don't get to see the booths. You have to stand in line for those experience at the booths as well. You know, like the ABC booth had a photo op with the Muppets. They had like a... I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, they had like this little photo booth. You took four pictures with like Animal or Kermit or whoever. Mm-hmm. Several people that I know did that. I never got a chance to do it. While I was standing in line for one of the panels, uh, I for, or... I forgot what we were standing in line for. Maybe it was food or something, but I completely missed the meet and greet with Alex Hirsch. And the meet and greet with Alex Hirsch was in this mini mystery shack. Dude. It was so cool looking. Dude. And I totally missed it. So there's no way that you can go to this and do everything because there's so many people. But it's Alex Hirsch. I com- it completely. We uh, missed Kristen Bell the, yesterday, it. so. Yeah. Alex Hirsch. I know. Oh, well. If I were to give advice to people who go, like, for 2017, I would say have a plan of seeing at least just one panel, and that's all you do that day. Okay. Be expected not to do anything else, and then have a day where you just experience everything on Mm, the the first floor, because that's that's probably the only way to go where you're not stressed out. Hmm. Yeah. I agree. If you get into a shop, good for you. And when it comes to shop, is it like, uh, did they bring the Disney store to you or what? what? It's a special Disney store because it's uh, stuff that they have exclusive for the expo. They have some regular Disney store stuff. And then there's the dream store. I think Hazen said it in the last... um, the last episode, yeah. where it's the expensive stuff. Oh, you listen to the podcast? Yes, I actually that's listen. Where... I'm a I'm a fan. I'm a number one fan. <laughs> Go me. Go Hazen. <laughs> that's that's actually where Javier's pieces were: the caretaker and the Hatchaman, the oh, big three foot vinyl, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. Tiki god that he made. They were in the Dream Store. Ah. I was excited to get Javier's <clears throat> signature, an autograph, oh, and yeah? he drew a picture, so I was very happy about that. <laughs> yeah, he made me it. He autographed uh, a card for me too, and he drew a little hatbox ghost. Because he knows I'm a fan. So. That's cool. And I guess my highlight, except for seeing Neo, because I'm a huge fan, and seeing Johnny Depp. And not Depp. Captain Neo. Let's make no, that clear. Neo. Neo. Okay. Neo. Neo. 
um, the R&B artist. <laughs> my name was in the the Expo book guidebook, nice. so I was excited about that because I was an actual paying member. So I, all the paying gold and silver members got their names in the book if they had signed up last year. That's so. cool. See, I actually thought uh, Hazens was going to be there because I saw other Contreras on that on that uh, picture you took. No, she she the membership is actually in her name. Oh. So our membership is because she signed up. Gotcha. So so that was pretty much my experience this cool. past weekend. Nice. Well, thank you for sharing. Thank you for coming on and sharing your experience. Thank you for having me. All right. All righty. Peace. Bye, Princess Leia. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of the expo. Like I said, you can't... Um, you can't do everything in one day by yourself. Yeah. So uh, it was it was nice that I got to experience a lot of the stuff. You know, she got to experience some stuff. We got to, you know, talk about it later on. Uh, a couple of days ago, we asked anybody that went to the D23 Expo if they wanted to share a little bit of their experience. Ah, and, yes. Uh, some of our friends actually ended up responding to that. And Call they, in. They gave us some, you know... Uh, they they recorded a little audio clip and they emailed it to us about their experience about the expo. Yeah. So uh, I want to play an audio clip from listener and friend of the show Jesse. Hey Jesse. He um I think he attended two panels. I think he attended the movie panel and the interactive panel for the video games. Cool. And in the movie panel, it was uh, I saw some pictures and I saw some video that people were posting where Johnny Depp appeared in like full. Jack Sparrow garb ha. and he's like tossing grapes at people's heads and stuff he's like I don't even like grapes you know like whole <laughs> drunk and yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Sparrow talks <clears throat> and then uh, I think he saw like Harrison Ford and stuff at the movie panel which was really cool sweet and uh, I think he also went to the interactive panel for the video games where they talked about Kingdom Hearts and they talked about how Big Hero 6 is gonna be in Kingdom Hearts in the next one. Oh wow okay. uh, they talked about some Easter eggs that they're gonna do with uh, if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan uh, you know that Sora is the main character you get to you know wear his clothes and wield the the keyblade from Kingdom Hearts in Disney Infinity you know with some freebies that they gave out there some uh, D23 exclusives by the way so um, I want to roll that clip and I want to let Jesse just kind of talk a little bit about what he saw at the movie panel and the interactive panel so, cool here we go the big reason I attended the live action panel was for Marvel and it was great not only did we get to see concept art for Doctor Strange, which looks amazing, but we also got to see footage and a trailer for Captain America Civil War. And that would have been fine with me. I could have gone home. But after that, they showed off the Jungle Book, which is going to be great. Just the trailer we saw was amazing. The cool thing was the actors themselves hadn't even seen the trailer, so they got to enjoy the trailer just like we did for the first time. And um, they showed Alice through the Looking Glass. They show the next Pirates, which was really cool because Johnny Depp came out on stage as Captain Jack Sparrow. Also, for Civil War, Anthony Mackie and Captain America himself, Chris Evans, were there. For The Finest Hour, a movie they showed off as well, Chris Pine came out, and uh, he was pretty funny. For Pete's Dragon, Bryce Dallas Howard came out. She was clearly on Disney's side by saying uh, Disney's just killing it nowadays. Uh, can't believe they got Robert Redfield in that film. And uh, they closed off the show with Star Wars. They had the new cast come out, and then as a surprise, they had Harrison Ford come out. And he got the biggest standing ovation of the night. 
they also teased that there was a huge announcement before the show was over. Uh, I forgot the actress' name. She was also in uh, uh, 12 Years a Slave. I think that's what that movie's called. She came out three times, including Star Wars. And um, all the actors went off stage, and then Bob Iger came out, and that's when he unveiled for the first time that Star Wars Land was going to be a thing. So overall, I mean, the future at Disney looks bright, <laughs> to say the least. And it just got all of us in attendance excited for everything they're going to do, pretty much. They didn't even talk about animation, but their animation inside the montage that they were showing just looked amazing. We even got to see a clip of Beauty and the Beast and the actors singing a 10 seconds of the song, which was great. And we got a free gift at the end. We got two exclusive posters, one of the Jungle Book and one for Star Wars. Originally, I was not going to attend Sunday, but when I heard that Kingdom Hearts 3 was going to be part of the presentation, I immediately jumped at the opportunity to be there in person. I've never been to anything Kingdom Hearts. And luckily, I've met up with friends who are part of the Kingdom Hearts community, not just fans, but they actually contribute news to various uh, Kingdom Hearts websites. We were all speculating what was going to happen, and we sat down, and just two rows in front of us, Shinji Hashimoto was actually sitting in front of us. He's one of the producers of the game, and he's the man that was responsible for uh, sparking the idea of this series coming to life. So, I mean, it was kind of a surreal moment. Hey, he's just sitting in front of us, just for no reason. Well, anyways, um, at the interactive panel, they dropped the ball. They um, showed what appeared to be the coming up slides of the screen all at once like somebody must have hit a button on the computer messed it up and I got to see that Kingdom Hearts was the first thing that they were gonna talk about so super excited they announced that Big Hero 6 was gonna be the the new world and um, yeah then they talked about other things like Star Wars and Battlefront and the new arcade machine that's pretty sick I recommend everybody try gotta try that at least once in their life got to try it myself at the show floor and of course they ended up talking about Disney Infinity that was what they closed with and various figures from like Inside Out to the Star Wars show which included uh, the first reveal of what the fig some of the figures that would look like in uh, for the new Star Wars film and uh, the, out of surprise I don't know where they came out uh, the actors I don't know their names I forget it's the new female and the new guy in the trailer I don't know their names, sorry. But they came out and they showed off their figures and they told them these are the very first ones ever made and you guys could take them home. But instead of taking them home, they decided, they decided to give it to the audience and they autographed them and it was a pretty cool moment of them handing it out to children. And then when all the surprises were over, they announced that uh, they were going to give us a Mickey, the same one that you guys had for the contest. We all got that, so I was like, ha, we don't need Hazen. <laughs> one more surprise was that they gave us a power disc that turns gives Mickey his uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 outfit, which was pretty cool. And only 5,000 are ever going to be made and not sold in stores. But overall, the whole experience of whether it be Kingdom Hearts fan or not, I mean, all the thing, all the games that they announced, they just look amazing. Battlefront looks great. Disney Infinity, I guess I'm going to have to become a collector now. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good recap. Um, again, I didn't get a chance to go to those, so I'm glad that he was able to send us a little audio clip and just kind of talk about what he saw. So Yeah, nice of him. Yeah, the, the other clip that we got was from our pal Gavin. And before we even get into Gavin's clip, uh -huh. I got something to show you. Okay. So remember the trading cards? Yeah. So Gavin actually created custom 
trading cards for us. Wait, he made these? Yes, he hand drew these cards for us. No way. Okay. All right. Now, I've already, I've already seen them because he gave them to me in this little bag with some candy hey, you and the cheated. cards and stuff. Well, I wanted the candy. But uh, he gave us some buttons and stuff, so I'm going to give you some of his new buttons All and right. stuff. But uh, I want to read to you, before I show you my card, I want to read to you what it says because he told me straight out, you're going to know which card belongs to who <laughs> as soon as you see them. Okay? All right. The first one that I saw said this. It is hereby declared that May 9th, 2015 is henceforth called Hatbox Ghost Day. <laughs> and it's got this scroll. <laughs> that's hand-drawn. Dude. I know, right? Dude, that's really good. Isn't it? So, that's my card. Okay. This is your card. No way. Right? Dude, he made it into like the, the Beatles logo. and I know. That's awesome. Right? Did you see the apple on top? Uh-huh. Hidden Mickey. <laughs> it's awesome. I love that it. That is cool. So You should post this. Uh, I'm going to post them. I think he did a fantastic job with them. They're beautiful. I want to show Mario his next week. All right. So when I post them, I'm not going to post Mario's yet, at least until he sees his own. Okay. So uh, I'll post ours. Yeah. Uh, because I love these. Thank you, Gavin. These are awesome. We'll post Dude. these on Instagram so that everybody else can see them. I seriously love this. Isn't it cool? I love it. I love it. So uh, we're going to get into Gavin's clip because Gavin went to the Parks and Resorts panel. So uh, let's go into Gavin's audio clip uh, right now. Hey, guys. Gavin here. Just wanted to give you some of my reactions from the D23 Expo 2015 and also in particular the Parks and Resorts uh, show that they did. First of all, overall experience with the expo was good. I felt like the the people that they used to do the crowd management this time around was far better than previous expos. So I think the, the massive shows and the, the queuing for the big events was handled a lot better. Uh, on the show floor end of things though, I felt like it was a little more chaotic and hard to navigate around the show floor which actually kind of made the Expo app quintessential to the experience. It kind of became a survival guide. Uh, that app was really well designed, I, I felt. Um, really helped me keep track of where I was and the things that I wanted to do that were upcoming. I, I thought the app was great. Uh, there was a lot to offer on the show floor, but it was easy to kind of get yourself turned around and it was hard to get your bearings all the time. Uh, and there was uh, great experiences there though, probably far too many for anybody to get around to all of them, even if you had a three day pass like I did. Um, wanted to talk about the parks and resorts show, however, in particular, because that was one of the main things that I was interested in, just to see what was going on uh, that they were imagineering for the parks domestically and around the world as well. Of course, the big news was the announcement of Star Wars Land, which I'm extremely excited about myself. Uh, they're also doing the same thing in Hollywood Studios in Florida. I think they're going to have similar offerings. They might look different, but very few details have been released as far as what exactly is going to be installed in each of these locations. Uh, but 
They did tell of a Millennium Falcon ride. Uh, they also talked about further Star Wars offerings that they're going to be implementing into Tomorrowland starting next year, which I'm also excited about. Uh, they call it the Season of the Force, and they're going to do an additional overlay onto Space Mountain called Hyperspace Mountain with... They said they're going to use a lot of this new projection technology that they're uh, installing into classic attractions to kind of plus them and give them an added uh, dimension, greater depth, and bring them into the new era of theme park attractions. And I think doing that with Space Mountain is a really smart move. Uh, you've got you know audio so you can bring in that great Star Wars iconic music, and you've got a huge area upon which things can be projected. So we've seen it with Ghost Galaxy. I think it'll transition seamlessly to Hyperspace Mountain uh, with a Star Wars theme. Very excited about that. They're also doing a couple other things. They're gonna spruce up the Jedi Academy. They're gonna add a scene to Star Tours based on the upcoming film. And a couple other things uh, that they said were gonna be happening around Tomorrowland. So those will all be really cool. They also talked a little bit about the new Soren film, which will first debut in Shanghai and then be brought to the States uh, after that. So next year we should see Soren over the horizon. And they didn't show actual footage from the film, but they showed footage of the footage being captured, if that makes any sense. They showed uh, some clips of the helicopters that are used to capture these images. They're, it's a helicopter with a, a camera hanging on a cord or a rope from the helicopter. It looked like it was probably about 50 feet below the helicopter. I guess that way they can swing it into areas that the helicopter itself couldn't go into but they showed some really cool footage of helicopters swooping over the Great Wall in China and um, through Canyonlands uh, in Arizona. And man, it just looks like it has the potential to be extremely dynamic and uh, gripping and bring that ride into the new era of HD technology, which that's exciting. So we should see that next year. That's gonna be great. Also, in Animal Kingdom, Pandora, the world of Avatar, which really does look incredible. Um, they're going to have two major attractions in this land, which the land itself just looks incredibly extensive. They had a model at the expo as well, which kind of gave you some scale of the project. It looks really incredible. One of the rides, obviously, you're going to be riding a Banshee. It's going to be a simulator-type ride, sort of like Star Tours, but James Cameron, who was at the show, uh, promised that it's the next generation of this type of simulator and really makes you feel as if you've experienced flying on the back of one of these things. The other thing is much more of a tactile experience within the world of Pandora. It's going to be a river ride through the bioluminescent forest uh, where you can experience all of that imagery that we all saw in the film. So that's going to be exciting. It sounds like it's going to be a lot like what Cars Land is, where you're going to be able to step into the world of a film. And man, I'm really excited about that one. 
The next major thing that they talked about was Shanghai Disneyland. Basically, it looks absolutely incredible, the whole thing, top to bottom. In particular, the things that I am most excited about are they have an entire land themed on pirates, which is called Treasure Cove, and they have a new Pirates of the Caribbean ride, which looks incredible. It's huge, vast, and employs all of the best, latest technology in uh, ride engineering. I was talking with one of the Imagineers at the pavilion who it was involved in the project, and I asked him how much has changed about the boat ride system from the current Pirates of the Caribbean to this new one, and he said it's completely different. He told me that these boats, while they travel through their guided path, can actually spin and rotate so that you can get different views of things as you travel through this experience. I am absolutely fascinated to know how that works and really want to get a passport and go to Shanghai and see it in person. But more so, I'm excited about the Tron Light Cycle Coaster, which looks unbelievably cool. They actually made ride vehicles that are like two side-by-side -side light cycles in a train. So there's, there's like 10 pairs, so it forms a coaster, but you sit on your own light cycle. And they said it's also the fastest ride in the Disney catalog. So it, it, it just looks mind-blowing. And I can't wait to possibly go to Shanghai one day and experience it. Or if Disney is really cool, they'll bring it to America because we don't have a single Tron anything right now, which is sad. But those are the highlights for me uh, from the Parks and Resorts uh, show that they did. It was an incredible show. It went for almost two hours and they talked about a lot of other things, but we were limited time. So just wanted to give my two thumbs up to the Imagineers for coming up with all these great magical things for us to experience and uh looking forward to the next expo anyway talk to you guys later bye so i'm still looking at my card <laughs> <laughs> they're really cool dude. it's beautiful he created these other ones too this like west side toy story one that's got like woody and jesse and stuff like that oh wow but it's just a parody of west side story yeah yeah, yeah. and then there's the uh cadaveret uh if you turn it around there's oh, like, yeah. another one. Oh, that's funny so He's he's so good at what he does, dude. I absolutely love his artwork. So wow, I was uh, I was really happy when he gave those to me. I flipped out as soon as I opened the bag. I'm like spitting out candy, like oh my god, this is so cool. While I'm spitting like little chunks of like all these like <laughs> little hard candies at people around me. So, <laughs> so uh, that was cool. I lo love this message. Yeah. So I, I agree. I mean, just kind of that excitement and just how they felt. Uh, I. You know, I'm totally there. That, you know, that was I so cool, I feel man. I'm totally exhausted, but <laughs> I you're still exhausted. I think it's gonna take me a few days to get over it. I don't think it's gonna I don't think it's gonna just go away very easily. <laughs> you know, it's almost Tuesday. Yes, I know it's almost Tuesday, but it's okay. <laughs> I enjoyed my time there, and I can't. I I mean, I'm ready for the next one. Yeah, 
I'm ready for the next one. <laughs> so uh, I want to read a little bit from a comment that listener uh, Crystalyn left for us. She cool. she talks about how she had some hard. She had a lot of trouble getting into the expo at the beginning. Oh, she did. Yeah. Well, the lines, the line, you couldn't really tell where the lines were, and there was one problem that we found out about, and I don't know it, how widespread it was, but there was several people that told me, hey, are you really a D23 member? And I answered with, well, I'm not, but my wife is, that, mm. you know, she bought our tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they were telling me, oh, because I bought a general admission ticket and they messed up. My pass says gold, silver member. Really? So for people that had general admission, they were getting in in the gold, silver line for D23 members, huh. which might explain why some of the lines were just kind of getting you know, mishmashed mm-hmm. and why the D23 line was so much longer than it it was anticipated to be than general admission. Wow. I don't know what the story behind that is, so that's where I'm going to leave that. And if I find out anymore, you know, we'll talk about it later. But yeah. it was just odd that a that few just... people approached me and said pretty much the same thing, that they, they screwed up and they just added that to their pass. Wow. It was just kind of weird. Um, Sounds like a big oops. But, yeah. <laughs> But she talks about how she had a lot of trouble getting into the expo, and she wanted to see the Legends panel. She missed it because of, you know, having to stand in line and stuff like that. Mm. She ended up making it in. You know, she knew somebody that helped her get in, which is yeah. how she made it. After this um, episode, she's like, oh, I missed Johnny Turp. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> she probably already knows. I know oh, that's true. And stuff <laughs> that's like true. That. That's true. But uh, she talks about how she attended the Inside Out panel and the 60 Years of Imagineering. Uh I wanted to see the 60 years of Imagineering and I mm. didn't get a chance to see it because mm. I couldn't stand in line for it. So I totally missed it. She said that both were great and that the archives were also a highlight for her. Uh, she says that Saturday seemed to run uh, slightly smoother. She was told by a cast member that Disney was shuttling a bunch of people from DCA to work the event. So they had a lot more cast members actually helping out. And I did notice that they did a really good job of bringing people that already knew the Disney culture and telling them what was happening at the expo and having them just kind of lead people through, which was really, really nice. That makes sense. Um uh, she she makes a comment uh, about how she would like Disney to allow people to register for the panels at the next um, expo. Meaning Like what? maybe from home, like kind of pre-registration so that you're already, like you already have a stage pass. You already have oh, a fast yeah. pass, like the password and stuff. You know, I a, a part of me wants to agree with that. Mm-hmm. And... But mostly I kind of disagree with it. Because Is it first come, first serve right it's now? It's always first come, first mm. serve. And, and that's the thing, that if they allow registration at home, it's going to be the same thing. Uh, in a way, it would make it a little bit easier. The only thing, I think the only thing that I didn't appreciate or I didn't really like was the fact that we had we paid additional money to be uh, early entry into the expo yeah and we didn't we weren't able to take advantage of that because uh especially on the first day the the people didn't know where the lines needed to go and stuff like that so i totally i totally know what she's talking about like i told you earlier we went into the front door thinking that that was the door we had to go to only to be told you're in the wrong line you should have been in this one the whole time (laughs) you see what i mean yeah like it wasn't clear like where you were supposed to be so um, that was one of the things that I, I definitely didn't like about the expo. 
But in general, like everything just went for me, it just seemed like it went smoothly. And it could be that my perception was glazed over because of the fact that I went and I got to see the only thing I really wanted to see. Had I not been able to see it, I think maybe I would have been in a different mood, just like I was at the last expo, because not seeing it the last expo, I felt kind of ruined it for me. No, oh, okay. You know, this time around, I feel like, okay, I got to see what I wanted. Happy day. You see what I mean? Yeah. And the expo is what you make of it. That's what I've learned, that the expo is whatever you want it to be. If you want it to be nothing but panels, plan on seeing only one every day because that's just the reality of it. Mm. If you get to see more than one, that's fantastic. But be sure that you take water with you you can hold going to the bathroom <laughs> and that you have some cliff bars or something with you so you don't have to get out of the line to go yeah, eat yeah. because you're going to go from one line to panel to line to panel to line to panel. Wow. Like there's nothing else. And if all you want to see is the exclusive things that you can buy there, if all you want to see are the booths and the experiences of like the pictures with the Muppets or the pictures inside of the mystery shack, you know, with Alex Hirsch or getting a picture with Wally and Eve, you know, stuff like that. You could do that? Yeah. They had a, a, they had a a gentleman who created robots of Wally and Eve, which was so awesome. He, he's been there before, but now he had like an Eve floating next to Wally, which was like (laughs) the coolest thing I've ever seen. Uh, he's got, uh, an R2D2 and stuff like that. So, if, if your idea of the expo is to go for these experiences, know that you'll be standing in line, mm-hmm. but have a, a clear expectation of what you should expect. You're not going to get a chance to see everything. If you have a one-day pass, you're really not going to see everything. If you get a two-day pass, you have a better opportunity of seeing everything because of the lines and because you're going to be waiting. And if you got a three-day pass, be prepared to be fully exhausted because all we did was stand around, walk around, run yeah. around, walk around, stand around, run around, stand around, sit, run around, stand around. And it, that's, that this was sounds a whole day. fantastic. Well, I will tell you, if you are a fan, you yeah. kind of don't care. All right. If you're at the park, you're standing around and walking around most of the day anyway. You know, it's just a different experience. Mm. But as a Disney fan, you're going because you want to see all this stuff. You appreciate it. You love it. You want to see the panels. You want to be a part of it. You want to be a part of the announcements. You know, you want to see what's coming. Uh, One good thing that I really, really liked that they did in some of the panels this time was uh, they didn't allow cameras. Uh, I I Wait, what? I didn't realize like the Pixar short one. Yeah. Actually, they didn't allow it, but they didn't announce it beforehand. And I took out my camera. And I took a picture, and somebody said, "You need to put that away." Oh wow! I was like, Ooh, sorry, didn't realize. Mm. But in some of the panels, uh, in in some of the panels, they actually made the announcement and said, "Hey, look, the reason you guys are here is because you guys are hardcore fans, and by allowing you to record all of this, you're gonna put it online, and you're gonna tell everybody else." And they're getting it for free from you. Hmm. Let's make this special point. for us. That's a good you know, point. When we make the announcement later this week or tomorrow or whatever, at least know that it was special for you and you found out before everybody else did. Hmm. And I, I totally understood. Yeah. You know, so um, they didn't allow cameras. They didn't allow audio recording, video recording, anything like that. So I, I, I like that. Um, I hope they don't take that away for photography because that kind of, you know, 
Yeah. It hurts me. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah I, I was really happy they didn't do video audio. But like I said, in general, the expo is whatever you want to make of it. You know, everybody's experience is going to be different. As you've heard, everybody, everybody had a similar experience and they liked everything that happened because we're all Disney fans. You know, um, so you're saying we need a media pass. I would love a media pass, mm-hmm. you know, but having a media pass doesn't really guarantee you to get into anything. You know, the the media pass is if they have, and this is an if, you know, because not every event has a media preview. If you have a media pass, then you are invited to the media day right. and you get to see some of the things before anybody else does on the press day. Mm-hmm. But just because you have a media pass doesn't mean you're going to cut in front of the line or that you're going <laughs> to be guaranteed a seat in a panel or that you're automatically going to be granted access to like, you know what I mean? It's I would have been like, I'm media, excuse me, pardon me. And they would have kicked you out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, I wanted a grilled cheese sandwich anyway. <laughs> They're out. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing. It's uh, like I said, it's totally what you want to make of it. Right. So cool. Um, I'm looking forward to 2017 though. <laughs> <laughs> wow, already it's it's gonna be the biggest it one yet. Literally just ended, man. Relax. I know, and I'm I still haven't recuperated. <laughs> I know some of my friends did not have a very good experience, and some of them are just you know what I'm done with this. It's just too much. It's exhausting. Oh, I'm it sure is it is. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think Lynette read somewhere that they're expanding the convention center, and mm. so like the 2017 one's going to be even bigger than this one was. No. So, uh, 14 I, acres worth or 14 acres worth. Oh, Star Wars land. <laughs> yeah, Did we talk about Star Wars land? We have not. Oh man. Well, let's quickly drop that in. So, All right. uh, the announcement was made, you know, that Star Wars land is coming. Boom. I know Gavin mentioned a little bit about that. Yeah. One, it's a big deal because Star Wars is not, a quote-unquote original property that's Mm -hmm. now going to be a part of the park, but uh, also the fact that Disneyland and Walt Disney World are going to be getting Star Wars land. That kind of saddens me, to be honest with you. I was hoping for the exclusivity. Um, I really just wanted it to be a Disneyland thing. I have to agree with you. Oh, man, that I I want that. I really wish it was just Disneyland. Yes. Disneyland needs a couple of things to just be exclusive. Right. You know, before they take it over there. Um, I, I will agree with you on that, but they're going to be 14 acre, ex, uh, expansions yes. and it's going to, it's not going to be based on anything that already exists in the star Wars world. It's going to be an off world kind of like, you know, you're passing through almost like you're on a spaceship, you land there for gas and food or something. <laughs> and, uh, it's it's going to be, according to what I've seen and what was said at the panel, it's going to be a very immersive experience. And Disney's done a really good job in the recent past of creating these experiences, starting with Cars Land, right. really, in California Adventure. Because when you think about everything that's around it, uh, or even at Disneyland, it gives you the idea of, like, you know, Fantasyland. You have this castle, and you have these, like, little cottages and everything. You have the idea of, of fantasy. Toontown is a little closer to that experience because everything looks cartoony and stuff like that. I was going to say A Bug's Life. A Bug's Life is also very similar. Um, But I think the idea of... Because they've been creating Avatar Land, like the world of Pandora Mm -hmm. at Walt Disney World, 
they've learned so much about creating not just that small world but creating something massive mm-hmm. because the we saw the model for pandora uh at the d23 expo and it's huge like the entire land that they're adding to animal kingdom is ridiculously huge and when you look at the models of the people that are this tiny and yeah. you see this humongous model <laughs> you see the scale of they want you to look around and not see Tower of Terror over on the right-hand side or turn the other way and not see... You see what I mean? Yeah. That's what kind of ruins the experience now. Talking where, about walking, that's going to be a lot of walking. Oh, it's it's really huge. Mm. So I, I think that's what they're aiming for with, with Star Wars Land. It's going to be an experience where wherever you look you're going to feel that you're not even at Disneyland, that Mm. you're going to feel that you're just on this planet because everything is going to dwarf you. Like everything's just going to make you seem like you're, you're smaller than everything else. Like the vehicles and the animals that are going to be walking around as far as the concept art shows, there's just going to be these giant animals walking (laughs) around, you know, just like they are in the movie. Yeah. So, I'm excited. You know, it's it's a massive undertaking, and I I only have one question. What's that? What's gonna happen to Star Tours? And you know you, what? Is it gonna stay in Tomorrowland? I don't know. You know, I had the same question because Tomorrowland is already hurting. You know, for for different things, but they're supposed it's to Yesterland? have <laughs> a little bit, but I mean. Star Wars Land is already slated to have a Millennium Falcon like fly through, which, mm. from what I've heard and what I've seen so far, is very similar to Star Tours. And by the way, the Iron Man experience that's going overseas also mm. kind of a Star Tours ride. Man, I'm so jealous they're getting an Iron Man version oh, of that. Oh, really? Yeah, the Iron Man experience. <laughs> so jealous. But um, one apparently, day. one day, man. I know. Apparently, the guy that's leading everything, uh, his name is uh, Scott Trowbridge. He was in charge of creating, like, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and all these other, like, big projects. And the Wizarding World of Harry Potter does a really good job of putting you in uh, Diagon Alley. Yeah, to make so, you feel that you're there. Exactly. Yeah. And you're I think that's the what they're going for, you know. You know, the idea before of creating these lands with force perspective to give you the feeling of stuff like that that's it's fantastic it really puts you in in that situation but with the new technology and uh what they've done with special effects and especially like i said what they're doing with the world of pandora bringing that into star wars and just making you feel like you're on this planet uh like i I can't wait like i'm I'm becoming a bigger Star Wars fan because of all this stuff that's happening. <laughs> then I have one question for you since you said, I cannot wait. What's that? When is it scheduled to open? I don't know. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this whole thing was to know I, all the I, information. I don't know. They didn't give it they, to you? They haven't announced that oh. yet. It's still in the concept stage right now. Uh, you, you know, the biggest thing that they're trying to figure out, I think, is how to really allocate the space that they have. Mm-hmm. And... From the release date of this episode, it will have been already a couple of days that we wrote this blog post. But um, somebody asked Disneyland, hey, you know, we've heard rumors that Toontown is going to be removed, you know, because of the Star Wars expansion. Is this true? 
And Disneyland replied with, it will be in the Big Thunder Ranch area, inclusive of some backstage locations. Ah. So to me, that basically means that they're going to get rid of all of the buildings and all of the cast member area that's behind Big Thunder Ranch. Backstage stuff. All the backstage stuff. Because there's a huge chunk of land back there Mm. that you don't see when you're on the tram, that you don't see off of Ball Road, that you don't see you see off of Disneyland Way and stuff like that. Then it only makes me ask, what's gonna happen to all those buildings? Well, my the best guess for that and I guess it's the closest thing that I can say might happen. Underground. Is, yeah, I'm with you. No. Uh, recently, Disneyland's been purchasing a lot of land mm-hmm. in Anaheim. And I know we've talked about that, that or, or we've mentioned it before, uh-huh. that the Disney company's been buying all this land. So the land Disneyland. wasn't for Star Wars. It wasn't for Star Wars. It's for these buildings. I think Office so. Office buildings or whatever I think they so. Are. I think they're either expanding parking structures mm-hmm. or they're expanding office buildings and they're going to move all that stuff off-site mm-hmm. and Star Wars land itself will expand Disneyland proper now. Watch out, Knots. We're getting closer to you. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's crazy because I think right now uh, Knots and Disneyland may be the same acre size. I think they're both like 164 acres apiece. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that including California Adventure or is that no, just no, Disneyland? No, that's just Disneyland. Oh, wow. Like California Adventure, I think, is like 60-something acres on its own. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the fact that they're adding 14 acres is a quarter of California Adventure. Yeah. They're adding a quarter of California Adventure to Disneyland. Yeah. That's huge. That is. You know, when you think of the land, the landmass of, of DCA, most of it is the lake that houses World of Color. Yeah. You see, so uh, it's going to be huge. It's going to be amazing. And I just can't wait for it to open already. Like, I want it tomorrow. <laughs> but maybe a week from now so I can recuperate and walk through it. So. <laughs> I wonder if it will be built before I watch episode two. I know it will be before I watch it. <laughs> we need to watch those. I think so, too. I, I think it's time. Yeah. I think it's time to move on with those. Want to have, like, a movie night or something? We should. All right. Yeah, you bring in a TV? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I brought that up. Sorry, buddy. Oh. We can't hear. Can we watch it on our phones? Yeah, yeah. We'll there just all go. crowd around the phone. <laughs> we'll build a campfire. We'll huddle around the phone. <laughs> Roast marshmallows, make s'mores. I'm sad now. Just lay on the floor. <laughs> Are you going to watch Doctor Who? <gasps> it's coming back. <laughs> is it really? Oh, my God. In what? two weeks. In one week. Oh, my. We need a new is, TV. Is it really? Yes, it is. Wow. Oh, I just got really sad. <laughs> <laughs> my God. Best Buy, here we come. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can't believe it broke it. All right, I think it's time to, that's it, time to end this extra crispy, extra long episode of Pocketeers, (laughs) recapping the D23 Expo. Yeah. We're going on two hours. Are you serious? Yeah, we're going on two hours. But it was a lot to cover because the Expo was just gigantic and ginormous, and we still didn't even cover everything at the Expo. Wow. I know. I'm skipping this episode. (laughs) (laughs) By now. So, uh, first of all, I want to thank everybody uh, that sent us their audio files, and they told us a little bit about what they experienced and what they liked about the Expo. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank you to Disney for putting together the expo. Uh, Like I said, I know everybody's experiences are different. I had a great experience. I loved it. I can't wait for 2017. And um, that's it. (laughs) You have anything else? Uh, Star Wars Land. (laughs) 
I wish I would have called in and talked about the expo that I didn't go to. <laughs> Next time, buddy. Next All right, time. cool. When did you say? 2017? 2017. Oh, man. Time to save up. Yeah. All right. If you want to find out more about us, this episode, or any others, make sure you head over to podcasters.com. There you can find the blog post, our free birthday shout-out list, the gear section with some of our T-shirts. And uh, if you shop on Amazon, make sure that you click on that Amazon button we have on our homepage. You can shop on Amazon and pay the exact same prices that you always would, except we get a little bit of a kickback, kind of like a tip jar. So that would be awesome. If you want to find us on social media, we are at Facebook.com slash We are at Botketeers on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. And that's it. Anything else? I had a friend that texted me that she saw... Somebody walking around with a Pocketeer shirt. Yeah. 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 I don't know who that was, but if you're listening, you rock. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. If that's it, I said guys like Mario's here. (laughs) I'm so used to it. I know. All right. Well, Javier. Hey. Until next week. All right. Here's to beers, cheers, and make it ears. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Peace out. Bye. (laughs) That's my Mario. (laughs) (laughs) That That was totally Kermit the Frog. Bye. Hey, bye, everybody. Bye. Hey, Kermit. <laughs> Does my Miss Piggy sound like Mickey Mouse? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrible Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs>